Who is this guy? 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 Nor cow guy. 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 Nor cow and chill podcast show. It's chill time. NorCal and Shill podcast. What the shill? The shill? NorCal and Shill podcast. Show. It's shill time. NorCal and Shill podcast. What the shill? The shill? Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of NorCal and Shill. Today's guest is Healing Visions. Her work can be described as narrative impressionistic realism. She specializes in oil paint, digital painting, pencil drawing, and charcoal. She began painting at the age of four and began selling professionally at age 18. When she was 19 years old, Healing Visions began showing in digital galleries. She recently showcased in Paris with CADAF. She began selling her work as crypto art in 2021. Everyone, please welcome Healing Visions. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I feel so special. I remember when you were first starting this and I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. So oh, yeah. I'm very happy to be here. I've been a big fan of the people you've had on so far. Oh, so thanks. Thank you. Thanks. I know I was talking to you originally when I was first about to start the podcast, which, you know, it's crazy. This is, man, what episode is this? It's like 49 or 50. This is going to be. So wow. it's almost a year already. You've been a busy man. Well, <laughs> I know it's crazy that it's been like one a week. And it's almost a year. It's crazy. It went by really fast. But yeah, I remember talking to you about it and being like, hey, should I do this? Should I do that? Now, a year later, I finally get you on as a guest, which partly my fault. No, not at all. I've been crazy too. But you know what's cool about that? I remember me and some of the other NFT artists that you know, you were in a spaces. I think it was the first spaces you ever talked in all the girls are so funny, like, oh my gosh, he has such a good voice. He should do that. You know, they were right. like going crazy. <laughs> so it's like perfect. It's literally perfect for it's you to out. be like podcast. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? I definitely did not know. <laughs> are you enjoying it? Yeah. I mean, you have you know, to say yes, but <laughs> I actually really enjoy it. Getting to know the artists has been really fun. I wish it didn't take as much time because I'd love to do like more per week just so I could get more interviews in. But it's just not possible with kids and life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. You have littles. Those keep you busy. Yeah, and I know you do too. I mean, we're both in the same boat. Literally same boat. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids are around the same age. Yeah. They're so great though. I love kids. I highly recommend children to people who want them because they're just such a joy. Yeah, they really are. If you have a happy life, definitely would in think consider including them for sure. So do you have a hardware wallet? Yeah, you know, funny you asked me that because I actually you're the one early on, I think it was like what, February, March 2021? Might have been. You said, yeah. Do you have a hardware wallet? <laughs> and I was like, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then we were debating like Trezor, Ledger. I ended up going with Ledger because it held Solana and I had some Solana at the time. Oh, okay, okay. And I don't think Trezor was compatible. Plus, it's cool to see what Ledger's been doing in the space. So I think I made a right pick. I know Trezor is like a solid choice. Yeah, no, they're both solid. Definitely seems like Ledger's definitely getting more involved in the NFT space and making it more user-friendly for that. So that's awesome. Uh, definitely. Did you pick up... I bought the NFT for Ledger, did you? No, because I was... <laughs> what was that? I was uh, like on vacation 
then I got back and like it just didn't work out where I could claim during the window that was the pre-list, pre-mint window, whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, bummer. I know. But it's all right. You know, win some, lose some. Yeah, totally. Well, I lost some definitely this last year. There were some projects that I was like, oh, art aesthetically, I don't know if that's going to fit with me. And then, you know, big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> right. Big mistake in retrospect. But I guess that's how we learn, right? True. True. <laughs> DJs are going to DJ and you just don't know which one. <laughs> I know. That's fun though. So what were your first thoughts when you heard about NFTs? Well, I found out about it kind of on my own because I do stocks and stock trading. And I was really excited about the common man, like doing the investing like with Wall Street bets and how they were okay. basically taking on, you know, the, the hedge funds. And yeah. So I got involved in that just because I like a good riot, like, I like <laughs> you know, a good social disruption. And that's how I found out about like more about crypto. I'd already known about crypto because I had an employee a long time ago, I think it was 2016. He's like, oh, you got to get Bitcoin. I was like, dude, I don't want any funny money. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't need Monopoly. Like, it was such a stupid attitude at the time. And then I got reintroduced and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. So this is actually like a thing now. Like, it didn't phase out. Like, people are taking this seriously. Like, it's the future of finance, I thought. Right. And then very shortly after, I found NFTs, right? And I was like, oh, holy okay. cow this is amazing because I'm an artist and like, this is a way that I can, you know, verify my art. And it's just, yeah, I mean, I kind of blew my mind, but I think that people have a similar story, right? As soon as you understand what it is and the power of it, like you become obsessed. Like we were yeah. all very obsessed, right. still are, I think, but I think we've had a stride instead of a sprint now. Like uh, I feel like yeah, this yeah. bear market's yeah, yeah. been healthy, you know, for folks. It definitely has. It's been nice not having so many, scams or the next hot pfp <laughs> you're like yo just buy some art because you know you're gonna lose some money <laughs> i know yeah definitely but yeah i'm glad for this pullback it's been really nice it's been calmer i could i would say i think so i think for me it's like a double-edged sword right i think that like market corrections are always good i think these cycles are super healthy i think that people you know, hopefully got an understanding there's a lot of volatility. I do feel bad for artists that tried to go all in, you know? Yeah. I but it's like, as an artist, like you always have to, it's a risk benefit analysis every time. Like, you know, and I hope the market improves for them, you know, soon. Cause I do think that another bull run would be very nice and it'll come, you know, we just got to wait. And Definitely. in the meantime, I'm glad that they're choosing to do what they do. I mean, I kind of do my art, not full time, obviously, because it's just a big leap when you have kids, right? Yes. Yeah, it is a big leap. I mean, I was trying to tell some people like, you know, hey, you know, at least go through one bear without quitting your job yet. But, you know, people will push through. They'll survive. They'll figure it out. So I know you have a day job, but what brought you to the art, to doing your art? How did you choose art? Well, I've always been an artist, like, and I did have that, like, critical self-talk. I think it was, oh my gosh, when I was, I think, 18, I've always, always drawn. I've always painted. I've always created. I love it. It's my happy place. And I had a choice. You know, I was, I basically had a full ride to Berkeley as a physics major. And oh, shoot. I was going to go to Berkeley and then I went to, it was like an art convention and there was an art school there and they kind of pitched to me and I was like, God, you know, I really want to do my passion. So 
I went to the art school. I'd never had any classical training before I got classical training. It was amazing. Life drawing was my favorite because I love drawing and painting people. As you know, they're fascinating to me. I love people. But I did that. And then I got a job. Basically, I started my own t-shirt design company because that paid the bills better than like doing portraits or oh, yeah, yeah. You know, illustration. Because you know, I would have had to get into video games, which is super competitive or do like, you know, concept work, which it can be spotty. So I decided to do something that was kind of in between and had a t-shirt company. 2008, the, you know, the recession hit and the first thing to go was art, like production shut down, like, you know, that was not a very stable, it's not definitely not recession proof. Right. And so I got a real job, (laughs) like what my dad says, you know, And yeah, and I've just been, you know, working in the corporate world since. And I have to say, you know, like when you do something you love for someone else, it takes the joy out of it, you know, when you're creating something for other people. So that's what I love about NFTs is like, I get to make my art, but I also really like the other stuff I do. So it's hard because I'm a left brain, right brain person. So maybe that's why, like, I don't feel the need to be full in on art. Like I can still, you know do spreadsheets and like the whole thing and still feel satisfied. Mm, so okay. kind of how it happens. I'm curious, what jobs have you done along the way? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I've done everything. <laughs> I've been working since I was 14. I've always been very entrepreneurial. Okay. So I like, it was a babysitter, you know, but I mean, mostly it's just been like mostly real estate. So, oh, okay. You know, my day job previous to my current one, it like basically I've always had executive roles in the last 10 years, you know, global firms. So pretty high profile, high stress. That's why I love doing the art stuff because I can kind of decompress and, you know, do something other than that. Right. Right. Well, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? I don't know. I mean, I think people might like this answer or might not like because <laughs> I know that like it's very meany, but I totally would want to be a unicorn like unicorns are so awesome but i know like i know they're not real so do i have to pick a real animal or can i I be a unicorn (laughs) (laughs) no you be a unicorn (laughs) okay oh yeah what's your favorite food i don't have a favorite but i tend to really like clean foods i love sushi yeah just clean food okay i feel gross when i eat like like i like pizza like i'll eat pizza and i really do enjoy it but it's like the after of the pizza. <laughs> so I like <laughs> I like food that tastes really good, but then you feel really good after, if that makes sense. All right. How about some salsa or Mexican food? Oh my God. I make the best salsa. I love salsa. I put salsa on everything. I put them on my eggs. I put them on my... <laughs> so my spouse is Mexican and my mother-in-law taught me how to make salsa. And I just, oh my God, it's the best thing. I'm so spoiled. I'm so spoiled. I get Chili rellenos all the time. I get wow. tamales. I get like all the good stuff. I love Mexican. It's just food. everyday That's food so- to you. It's not special. You're just like it's so good, but it's you know it's everyday. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be my favorite food. <laughs> I mean, it is special every single time you eat it, and it's the one comfort food I actually don't feel weird about after eating, like because <laughs> it's just so good. You're right. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say it's. I mean, it's close second for sure. All right. All right. Well, I might need that salsa recipe. <laughs> well, I won't give you the recipe, but I'll make you some salsa. Oh, I promise. man. <laughs> it's a family secret. Is there a point when you can pass it to someone else? My kids when I die. Dang it. With a clause. <laughs> and to NorCal guy. <laughs> oh, what's been the best piece of advice you've been given? 
So in college, I played water polo and my coach, it wasn't just a piece of advice. Like he literally put this picture. I don't know if you've seen it of this frog in a bird's mouth that the bird was trying to eat it. (laughs) And the frog's like strangling the bird. And it says, don't give up at the bottom. Like for some reason that like, I could totally identify with the frog, (laughs) Ah, you know? And I was like, oh man, you fight to the, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give them hell. So that's my favorite piece of advice I've ever been given is just like, no matter what, like, don't give up. Because you think if you're the frog, you're like, you're literally down a bird's throat. But yet, I mean, I feel like this is something glass clown would do. Turn around, pull your arms out and strangle the bird to death. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's a glass clown. Uh, crown move and I respect her so much but yeah that's like my mantra in life is no matter how hard it gets don't give up because there's always something on the other side yeah no that's pretty solid and I do like that (laughs) that image (laughs) do you have advice to artists joining the nft space Yes, I would say try not to worry about comparing yourself. I think a lot of artists compare their how they're doing to others and they see other people making sales or, you know, other people getting popular and their art's fantastic and maybe they're getting looked over or, you know, they haven't found like, you know, the people that appreciate them yet. I would just say the same thing. Don't give up. Just continue to be you and let your light shine and, you know, the people that you're meant to be around and who are going to support you and appreciate what you do and provide value to you, they'll come. And I think that as long as you're authentically you and you try not to lean into trends or, you know, get wrapped up in the hype, you'll be all right. I mean, I felt like I got wrapped up in the hype. I bought too many PFP projects that I didn't, because I lost out on the the one, right? And so then I felt <laughs> like I had to jump into everything. And then, you know, I just, I didn't collect what I wanted to collect. If I uh, wouldn't have done that, I probably would have spent a lot more youth on, you know, one-on-one beautiful art that I actually appreciated, which I feel like you've had a lot of integrity about that. Like you do buy PFPs, but like definitely have always supported one-on-one just incredible artists, which I admire. I'm done with PFPs and projects. I mean, I bought the ledger thing because it's cool. But other than that, like, I think for the most part, I mean, there's some projects that I really like, but they're very few and far between. Yeah, I've kind of strayed away from the PFP. I mean, I got, I guess, you know, you pick a couple of good ones and then, but then, you know, you start seeing like, <laughs> like, unless you're like selling immediately <laughs> into the pump, you're going to lose money. So it's just like, you know, and it's too much work. Like, man, I don't have that time to figure that out and sit there and do it. So it's just stick with the one of ones or like, uh, like smaller projects that I think have good intentions and potential. Oh, absolutely. Like Claire, I think I saw, she's a good friend of mine. She's going to have a drop soon of 500 pieces. I just love her work. I'm probably going to pick one up. I mean, they're all one-on-ones, but it's multi-edition, but she's just, she's going places. She's amazing. That's cool. That's a good, if you could live or move anywhere, where would you live and why? This question's actually pretty interesting. Because I don't think I would live in one place. Like I would so totally be like super nomadic. Like if I had all the money in the world, all the resources, I probably would be somewhere different like every week to every month. Okay. And then probably have like a home base somewhere in like the forest, like a rainforest somewhere, probably still in the States. Not sure. But yeah, I just would want to experience everything. So I would probably be everywhere. You wouldn't be able to find me very easily. (laughs) All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah. 
I guess I wanted to know like how you felt you kind of touched on it earlier during the Baylor market. And then also you've been through the cycle a few different times. So what are you looking forward to as we come out of, you know, the bear market back into more of a bull run? Like, you know, what are you thinking towards the future? You know, I think maybe we'll, it'd be nice to have like basically, so I guess with NFTs, you know, everything's grouped in together, I guess to kind of separate out the groups of like the PFP flipper types and the artists, not that they have to be separated, but like, I feel the community is so small that it's kind of all intertwined and they're not necessarily the same people or want to do the same things. But I feel right now that, or at least it was that the PFP market was definitely influencing the one of one artists in market. So I'd like to, I mean, see that kind of separate out as one of ones, I think will gain more traction in the future and artists, you know, do what they want to do. I think that's solid. I think you're right. I mean, you know, the million dollar art is not additions for sure. So it has the most potential for growth and a lot of creativity, not to knock PFPs. Like I think community building, which is what PFPs do, or if it's done right is really cool. And I think it's different, but I think they're two separate things, right? You have. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of compartmentalize it too. Yeah. They're definitely two different things. I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cause I mean, there's community as long as there's up only. <laughs> I know. I know. As soon as like it breaks like another ETH mark, people are like, you know, start complaining. But there's a lot of people who still, I mean, I've seen some of the projects that have lasted that where they keep building, where the majority of the community really is, is there for the long runs. Like I know Cool Cats had a couple bumps, but you know, people are still like super into Cool Cats. I mean, the mm-hmm. art's good too. It's super cute. I think, Dead fellows, like they have the literally the best community, yeah. I think. I mean, apes, I'm not in that community. I heard it's solid. Obviously, they've done amazing things for the space and their leaders in the space. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's been good. But yeah, there definitely are a couple of projects that are still pretty solid. And I do see that they are still building and working, um, which is good to see, especially with who knows how many are just rugged and not coming back. So, yeah. I know. It's unfortunate. It's majority has been that way, I think. I mean, even like what? Azuki had that drama that happened that was completely devastating to their market and their, their holders. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, what was it? Like the dude was a, <laughs> the, the good, well, I forget exactly what it was, but yeah, something not great. <laughs> yeah. I think he had done a bunch of other rug projects. And... Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. And that one seemed like, People were liking that one a lot. And then you're like, oh, shoot, the guy that rugged all the other ones is our project founder. Yeah, exactly. But I think that the community is still going on. I mean, maybe, you know, sometimes people change. I mean, I personally wasn't ever into Azuki. And after I found that, I definitely wouldn't have been after because I think there's an integrity issue. But people do change. And I think that sometimes you just got to hit your groove. And so I think it's good to allow space for that. And I'm, you know, I'm glad to, for their holders that, you know, it's because I heard they had a party in New York and it was actually pretty good. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know. I went to like no PFP events in New York. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. None? None. I went to no PFP events. I just went to like galleries and dinners. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I only went to one event. It was popping. It was so, so good. Yeah. Which one did you go to? 
dead fellows. It was insane. Oh yeah. So I was good. supposed to go. Well, I was planning on going to that one, but then I found out it was in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to go over there. I'm staying oh. over here. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had a good time. Maybe we could have met. Maybe, maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? No. I mean, obviously, I always hit you up like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> you know, I have tons of questions, but for today, for this, no. All right. If you want, do you have any shout outs? Yeah. So I want to shout out the queens because I love them. And Claire, I'm so excited for your new drop. I haven't told you yet in DM, but it looks rad. And then I have to give a shout out to Bitcoinski. If you guys aren't following him, he's amazing. He's a builder in the space, founder of props, done some amazing things, definitely building for the future, which is super cool. And I met him before Woody's and just watched that guy work. And he's just really one of the good ones. Regina, Glass Crown, like there's so many cool people. And that's, you know, that honestly, that's what keeps me around is, is not just the art, not just the tech, not just the social impact and the change that's happening, but also like the people, like everybody kind of believes in the same thing and they want to push, you know, things forward in whatever way. And I think that's beautiful, right? It's like you have a bunch of polymaths who want to make a difference on top of doing something beautiful and there's nothing else like it, right? I just think that I could live here forever. Yeah, no, it's a great space. It's been really nice. It's been fun. Definitely. Cool. Well, Healing Visions, thank you for this interview. Thank you for your time. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having me on. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really nice. Yeah, again, thanks. And uh, I hope you have a good day. You too. Who is this? Who, Who is, is this guy? guy? Who is this guy? Who is this, is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Nor Cal guy. 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 Nor Cal and chill. Podcast show. It's chill time. NorCal and Shill Podcast. What the shill? The shill? NorCal and Shill Podcast. Show. It's shill time. NorCal and Shill Podcast. What the shill? The shill?